Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi, everyone. My name is Claire O'Shea, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Today is another podcast interview with a fellow dance entrepreneur, but also a personal friend of mine, Stacey Morgan. Stacey is the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts in New South Wales. Her studio is committed to providing high-quality dance classes to enhance the overall development of the child. They provide a safe and child-centered environment to encourage her students to explore dance and the performing arts with qualified and nurturing teachers. So here's a little bit more about Stacey. Before opening PMPA, Stacey was teaching for the Royal New Zealand Ballet, assuming the role of education manager, facilitating a nationwide education program for dance. She grew up dancing in Wachopi under the instruction of Francesca O'Donnell, with whom she gained her associate teaching diploma from the British Ballet Organisation. Stacey then went on to dance professionally overseas and in Australian productions of musicals such as Grease, Gypsy and 42nd Street. In 2004, she graduated university with a Bachelor of Creative Industries in Dance and a Bachelor of Education in Drama from the Queensland University of Technology and since then has gone on to study her Masters in Arts Education through Deakin University, majoring in dance teaching. Over the years, she has taught students of all ages through to professional dancers at the peak of their careers and along with teaching strong technique, her core teaching values centre around fostering each child's passion for dance. This interview will be broken up into two episodes and this episode is all about getting to know Stacey as well as tackling the discussion balancing running a studio while balancing motherhood. Next week, we will continue the conversation with Stacey as she shares with us the benefits of entering local, state and national awards and how she has used winning awards to build customer loyalty and to create buzz around her business. I'm super excited to introduce you to Stacey, so let's dive straight into the show. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Thank you so much for joining me. Claire, it is my absolute pleasure. I love all the stuff that you do and I'm just honoured to be here to talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you. Um, As our intro probably would have outlined and I actually just recorded an episode yesterday, but I think it'll be coming out before this, which is like a couple of my favourite things. And I outlined your podcast which is the Miss Bossy Boots podcast which I love and yeah so hopefully we can talk a little bit more about that later. I will talk about that all day every day. (laughs) It's very exciting to have a fellow studio owner and podcaster and friend on the show so thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. So I'm really excited with this interview today we are actually also going to split it up into two episodes because we've got a varying range of topics to talk about. Before we jump into that, could you tell us a little bit more about you and your business, which is Port Macquarie Performing Arts, and maybe a little bit about the Miss Bossy Boots podcast as well, and how your studio came to be? So I always knew, I think, from a very young age that I would end up having my own dance studio, only that I watched my teacher, Miss Francesca, run our studio when I was growing up and and always knew I wanted to be just like her one day. But it didn't happen straight away for me. When I first graduated from school, I went and danced professionally for a couple of years, and then I went and did a Bachelor of Education and a Bachelor of Arts at the Queensland University of Technology. 
Then I went to New Zealand for a little while and uh, facilitated the education program for the Royal New Zealand Ballet. And then eventually it was time for me to come home to Port Macquarie. But when I came home, I didn't um, have any intention on teaching or doing anything to do with dance because dance had been my entire life. So I got a job on the radio doing breakfast radio, which I just loved. That's what I did in my university holidays. I used to be the Coca-Cola girl. I'd go down to Towns Beach and give out cans of icy cold Coca-Cola and copies of Women's Day magazine. Um, so, yeah, they kind of lured me back into radio for a little while. But then I missed ballet and I missed you know, watching students progress and that journey that a child has from when, you know, they first start dance and until they graduate. So I said to my husband, I'll just, can I just start a little ballet school just two afternoons a week in our garage, you know, just babies, no, like no big kids. I don't want to poach anyone from other studios. I'll just start really small um, just because I miss it. And he was like, yeah, okay, two, two days a week sounds all right. Um, and I thought, well, that's very doable. So I put it, put an ad in the local paper. And on the first day we had like an open day and 70 kids turned up. And by the end of the first week I had a hundred. So it just went bonkers from that point. That is, yeah, that's not, that's not a little ballet school really, is it? <laughs> no. And I used to advertise as a, it was a boutique ballet school and I have dance mums that have, you know, their kids have just graduated now. Our school was eight years old and they still joke with me about my little boutique ballet school because we're lucky now to have over 300 kids and it's, yeah, it's far from boutique. Yes. I don't really, I don't know like at what point you can't say boutique, but I don't really feel like 300 is a boutique. (laughs) (laughs) It might feel boutique, but it's, certainly not um yeah I love listening to you talk about radio because that probably is why it was sort of interested in podcasts as well I imagine well yeah I used to when I worked on the radio I had to spend all of my time talking about the Kardashians and Justin Timberlake and (laughs) stuff that was you know fun but it didn't really interest me and podcasting is a is a beautiful um kind of mix of those two things I still get to talk and listen to the sound of my own voice which clearly I enjoy and then I get to talk about something I love so I have two podcasts ask a dancer which is um me interviewing people in the dance industry that I love and admire and that I want students to learn from and then there's um Miss Bossy Boots which I do with the fabulous Jane Hilsden Jane is the managing director of Dragonfly Marketing and she and I used to get together and have lunch and talk business until one day I said, can we just do this in a studio and record all of this content? Because we would get together and have these discussions about what it was like in the trenches. And, and we both thought, surely it's not just us going through, you know, juggling life and work and kids and, and, and the whole thing. And so Miss Bossy Boots was born out of that. And our tagline is keeping it real for women in business. And we, mm. we definitely do that. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I also have listened to a couple of episodes of your Ask a Dancer, which have been great too. Um, but yeah, I, I, my particular favorite of yours is the Miss Bossy Boots, probably because it's a little bit more like businessy, which I'm pretty into as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good fun. Awesome. Now, I know that many of our listeners who listen to this podcast and probably yours as well are working mums and fellow studio owners. So I myself am not a mother, but I know you are a mum of three. So Do you mind sharing with us what it is like being a studio owner and a mother of young children and how do you personally find that, you know, in quote marks, balance? In quote marks, I like that. (laughs) Balance is, you know, that word balance is thrown around a lot and I used to put a lot of pressure on myself 
to, to, to make that, make sure that balance was right. And, and mm. I would try and do that, you know, on an hourly basis. Have I spent enough yeah. time working and looking at the children and, you know, um, having self care time and, and all of that, you know, in this hour or in this day, or even in this week. And what I've learned that you know, now with three children and the ballet school and a husband and a life is that if you're going to do the balance, I like to say blend rather than balance because it kind of mm, balance, balance implies that it's all equal, but blend is yeah. kind of like you can have, you can have as much as you like of whichever you like at the time. And I try and think about it over the year rather than thinking about have I balanced or have I blended today or have I done it in yeah. the last, you know, 20 minutes because it's, it, I think it enables you to be a little bit more fair on yourself um, and, and cut yourself a little bit of slack. It certainly is challenging. Um, I didn't have any children when I started the ballet school and, and we were actually, I was still working at the radio station. So I would do four till 10, 11 ish at the radio in the morning, go home, have a nap, get up, go to the studio at two o'clock, teach through till eight, eight 30, you know, clean the toilets, vacuum the floors, lock up, go home, cut music, send invoices, go to bed, get up and do it all over again. Um, and I did that for a year and a half and that, that was tough. And, mm. um, and we were trying to get pregnant and we couldn't. And I wonder why, because we really didn't see each other very yeah. much. Um, <laughs> but now I have Lucinda, Patrick and Henry. And with each child has, um, has come a new um, sense of, what I want more. Mm. When I had Lucinda, I thought that I had to be everything to everyone. I thought that I had to put on um, a persona of, well, she's had a baby, but she hasn't dropped the ball. She's still doing this and doing that. And I actually kind of overworked and overcommitted yeah. myself in order to make sure that I didn't, um, nobody felt like they were missing out. Yeah. And that only really lasted, um, nine months I got to the end of my first year with Lucinda and um and I said to my husband you know in, in a meltdown of tears I can't do this anymore mm. and so I chose to put her in daycare one day a week and I chose to only teach four days a week and as I've had you know Patrick and Henry um the daycare has increased a little bit and the teaching of classes has decreased a little bit but yeah. because I've kind of segmented it across that period of time um, I, I've really gotten used to it and I, and I feel like this year, um, well, last year really has been the, I've just kind of got myself into the swing of, of a nice blend where I, I do have, um, the kids in care a couple of days, but I also do have time where I just spend time with them. So mum days where I switch off and I just try and be present with them. And then I have studio days where I just try and be as the best version of Miss Stacy possible in the studio, whether that mm -hmm. means talking to parents or teaching classes or, you know, social media posting or whatever it is that I'm doing for the mm -hmm. business. I try and really be, the best I can in whichever situation I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. And I do really like the word blend, like you said, um, because I often put the word balance in quote marks, but I just know people know what I mean when I'm referring to it, to it, but oh, it, absolutely. Does, it does give me the irks. And I have seen like quite a few posts where it's like, um, hold on, uh, swear word warning. Um, and it's like <laughs> balance balance is bullshit and I like I 100% agree because like you said balance is even and life is not even and every day is different every hour is different 
Um, and that's for people with kids and without kids. And obviously, you know, just owning a business in itself is such a challenge. Then when you add family stuff on top of that, you really, like you said, got to, got to be kind to yourself in a way and balance it out so that, you know, like you still get to live your life like you sort of referred to. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, you know, you touched a little bit about, you know, when you started the business, you didn't have the kids and then you sort of changed a little bit and evolved, I guess, as time has gone on. But what has been your biggest challenge, you know, with being a mother and running a business? Do you have any advice for anyone that's currently struggling or might be, you know, thinking about making a change? Having Lucinda was the best impetus possible in me having to get organised with my systems in the business. And Mm. if she hadn't have come along, I think I still would have gone ahead doing absolutely everything because I thought that I had to. Having Lucinda made me delegate and made me um, really think about what I wanted to do in the business and where, where my time was best served. Like what are the things that I'm really good at? Let's spend some time doing that and let's mm. delegate the other stuff. But the biggest challenge is, and still is and always will be being able to only be in that mindset um, when I'm with the kids and not thinking about that email that I got yesterday from that parent who needs mm. this from me. If I do have a mum day, you know, having an entire mum day and just kicking off that guilt that comes with, you know, well, I should be returning that email or I should be, you know, putting that timetable out. Yeah. But on, on a mum day, I have to say to myself, no. So I, I really, that, that is a big challenge for me. I really struggle with that, but, but it's like a muscle. I keep working at it and keep growing mm. it and hopefully it gets yeah. bigger. And, but one thing I will say is that I didn't expect that that came out of me having children. Um, I thought it was going to be all, um, I, w- I was very frightened, I guess, when I when I mm. fell pregnant, that my customers would feel like I my attention that had been solely on them for for two and a half years would be now be divided, um, yeah. and I really worried about that. But a great thing that came out of it was my discovery that in fact all of my clients are mothers <laughs> or mm. fathers or have children, and that um, if anyone is going to understand what you're going through, it's going to be them, and. Yeah. I've found it really um, rewarding to kind of pl- not play on that. Play on that sounds like it's vindictive, but it but isn't. Like connect, like, connect with that. Absolutely, connect. Yeah, because and and it forces me to be quite real. Like we had our concert a couple of um, weeks back, and the morning of there were a lot of questions on our group Facebook about, you know, can, can someone please show me how to do a high bun? I've forgotten how to do a high bun. My child needs a high bun for today. What will I do? Mm-hmm. And so I jumped on a Facebook live, you know, in my pajamas, Christmas carols playing. Patrick was sitting next to me in the video, picking his nose throughout the whole <laughs> thing. I was doing my daughter's hair in a high bun, like demonstrating my husband's walking around in the, in the background in his board shorts. And the amount of you know, love that I got in person and online after, after doing that from other mums going, Oh God, it's just so great to see, you know, that's chaos at your house concert morning yeah. too. And you're doing this and there's a real, um, there's a real yeah, chance for connection there. And um, when you do become a mum and you're the studio owner to connect with those other mums who are your clients and, and form, you know, stronger relationships because you, you're going through the same thing that they've been through or that they're going through too. And that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Cause I would say that is, um, probably not a fear of mine, but more of like a concern because I'm well, I'm 26. I'm still young, but obviously people have kids whenever they want. 
Um, but like I've just got engaged and I really would love a, a family, you know, maybe in the next few years. And because I have had the studio for now six going on seven years, like the, the, all of the people that are with me have only really known me as being, you know, completely devoted to the business. And I, yeah. I already now think that I've, you know, not even, I haven't taken a step back, but you know, I'm balancing other, other endeavors and I do prioritize spending time with my partner and my family and my dogs, you know, more than I did when I first started. But it is, it is, a, it is a concern. I completely understand why people do worry about it, that people, you know, will think that they've dropped the ball or that they'll judge them for, you know, not, you know, something taking a longer time and all of that. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's good to hear that other people also have those same, um, concerns I guess yeah and at the end of the day what I think about is um last year when we did our season launch for the next year we were doing it via Facebook live I'd said that it would happen at 7 30 because my kids go to bed at seven but that night it happened to be one of those nights where Patrick wanted water and Lucinda's leg was sore and then Henry woke up and wanted to feed and it, it just didn't happen they didn't go to bed mm. at seven o'clock and I didn't get online until like 20 past eight mm. and and I was able to share that and say, you know, this is the kind of night that I've had and this is what it's been like. And, and everybody was kind of understanding because they've had nights like that in their places as well at their house too. So yeah. don't worry that, yeah, so you, if you are worried, you shouldn't be concerned that, um, that people will, will be judging you. If anything, people will be able to relate to you more. And if they don't, then they're not part of your tribe and you don't want yeah. them around anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. And you probably, like you said, it'd be interesting to see you might even attract like a different demographic of people as well eventually yeah um yeah that's really cool so you know you sort of already gave some advice about that but you know if there is if someone was hesitant to start a family because of the fear about not being present within their business do you have like one tip or you know do you have a recommendation for how they can sort of feel like they are in the studio on a daily basis, even if they can't be physically, like, is there one thing that you do even when you're out of the studio to sort of stay connected? I think having an incredible team is, is really important. So mm. you know, hire slow and fire fast, make sure you get the people around you that believe in your vision that are behind you and that support you and that want to, that want to be with you. I have this saying, you're either on the bus or you're under it. <laughs> which sounds harsh but um we move at such a pace and we're always mm. trying to to innovate and be better and give better opportunities for the kids and make their experience make the customer experience even better all the time and so so we're, we're constantly moving and evolving and if you've got team members that are on that bus with you then then it's you're unstoppable and you should feel feel like you can hand the reins over a little bit or yeah. um, hand some different tasks over. And I mean, by all means, keep, keep it very clear what those tasks are and what the goals are that they're working towards and keep them accountable and, um, you know, step up your management as well so that you're always um, on top of your people as far as what their needs are so that you're servicing um, them because if they've got what they need, then they'll do their job as, as best as they can and, and help support you. Um, mm. but if you have people around you that, um, are going to fight you at every step, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a hard slog. And I haven't always got that, that balance, right. I have a dream team currently that, um, 
that we we fire well off each other we um mm. we push each other and um and lift each other up which you when you get that you can't beat it and that's mm. that really i i can't say to my team enough you enable me to live my my best life where i do mm. get to run my business and have a life and see my kids and um and yeah you can't you can't put money on that Mm, absolutely and I think you know obviously when you first take that step and if people haven't hired any team members before it can be really uh, overwhelming or concerning about you know monetary things like being able to pay people but I do find that the more uh, you know the more people I seem to hire the more my business grows so it, yeah. it does it does sort of work hand in hand in my opinion yeah for sure now, you know, keeping us sort of in the same topic, but it, do, you, do you hear things often or is there, is there a big misconception about business owners and working mums? Do you have any that you hear often that you'd like to debunk, I guess? <laughs> we talk about this a lot on Miss Bossy Boots because we are, you know, we are both working mums, Jane and I, and mm-hmm. um, we, we grapple all the time with um, trying to have, well, trying to have meetings and discussions and um, work within our communities and when there is this expectation that we will um, have to, you know, leave at three o'clock or that we won't be able to work past five or, um, you know, that the the onus is always on us as working mums to pick up the kids or make the lunches Mm. or... um, Yeah. Which in some cases it is, but um, I'm lucky that I have a, a partner that supports me. I live... 20 minutes from my parents and I live with my mother-in-law. So um, Mm. we have help that's, that's all around us. And I think if you surround yourself um, with people who support you and, and will give you a hand and lift you up, um, anything is possible, but it it all, it's none of it's easy. If it's worth working for, it's not easy. It's all about um, prioritizing and, and then getting, getting in the trenches and doing the work. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever met a parent or a mother that have any, you know, regrets about when they had their kids or, you know, all of that. So um, it is, sorry, my phone started buzzing. Um, The other phone, I turned my my phone off, but I forgot about the work phone. Um, Yeah. And so just like everything in life, like such a blessing. I'm sure the joy from them outweighs any like mishaps or issues, you know, from day to day. Absolutely. And my little girl um, is five now and she, mm. she is just starting to, um, she's always been at the dance studio and so she's always yeah. been thrown into dance classes and she gets great joy in telling me that she hates it, even though you know, she's got a big massive grin on her face every time she's doing anything, but she loves to, you know, really grind my gears. Um, but she's just at the stage now where she's actually um, mastering steps so she's coming home and practicing things and will say to me, mum, check this out. And I try my very best to be mum in that moment and not mm. Miss Stacy in that moment. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a real incredible joy that comes with um, being able to share that dance experience yeah. with, you know, something that you've grown inside you. <laughs> mm, absolutely I can imagine that would be very special that's what's so lovely now Stacey last question for this part of our interview but uh if you've listened to a podcast before or our listeners would have heard I'm a little bit obsessed with hearing about what a typical day in someone's life is like 
or as close as possible. But I would love to hear what, you know, a typical day might be like for you. I knew you were going to ask for this, Claire. So I've been thinking about it all week <laughs> because every day is different. And I keep thinking, yeah. will I include this part when I talk to Claire about my typical day or will I include <laughs> that? <laughs> so um, my day starts at 5.22. That's when my alarm goes off, though I'm usually awake before that um, because my work day is 5.30 till 7am. That's kind of my negotiated, agreed work time for administration stuff within the business mm -hmm. and also life administration. Like that's when I buy the groceries online and, and yeah. you know, pay the bills and all that kind of stuff. And, and Heath will take the kids cause they usually wake between five 30 and six. Yeah. Um, so he'll take them and do breakfast and get dressed and clean teeth and all that kind of stuff in, in that time so that I can just shut the door to the office and actually get some work done. And I haven't always done that. Um, mm. That's kind of, only been in the last three months or so and mm -hmm. I tell you what it's changing my life and I'm not a morning person like getting up for the radio when I used to do breakfast radio I was oh just so mopey um mm. but this because it's making such a difference to the other end of my day because I actually get to the end of the day and know that I've accomplished something by 7 a.m yeah. it's really changing changing my life um right. so and it's easy uh, to do in summer because you know the mm. sun's shining and yeah. it's it's happy and bright so I'm finding that really um really rewarding so 5 30 to 7 I'm working and then so 7 to 9 is kind of kid administration type things shoes on and bags packed and drop off and pick up that kind of stuff yeah. and then I'm going to give you my Tuesday this is my Tuesday okay. so right, I will drop Lucinda, <laughs> drop Lucinda at daycare she goes to daycare on a Tuesday and then I spend the day with my boys so um we'll go to the park and have a picnic or maybe my sister-in-law's just um, opened her own cafe, um, Bean Tree Cafe in Port Macquarie. Shout out. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so we'll go there for a milkshake and um, um, pop in and see how the cafe's going and then come home for a sandwich and then they'll have a rest in the afternoon. And then I'll get dressed and hand over to my mother-in-law who will look after the boys and then I go to the studio yep. and teach a class and then fly out the door to daycare, pick up Lucinda, get her dressed in the daycare um, car park into her dancing gear, fly back to the studio and throw her into her class while I go into another class and teach. Yep. Then when she finishes, her dad picks her up and takes her home and I stick around and teach until um, the end of the night. And that's our um, performance team's night. So I love teaching um, all of our keen performance kids and then um yeah usually home by 8 30 9 o'clock we used to do a staff dinner um on a tuesday night because lots of us teach on a tuesday night so we had a yeah. little time there where we would go um to the the pub up the road that would do you know um 12 schnitzels on a tuesday night and and mm. have a meal together which was really nice but um as you know things get busy that kind of that stuff falls off the wayside a bit yeah yeah and then home I by like nine o'clock ish and to bed yeah nice very, very cool. I like that. And I, was, cause I wasn't sure if Lucinda was school age yet or not. So I was like, oh, goodness, that's going to throw things out with being at school holidays now. But she's still at daycare. So that, <laughs> that is Thank a little bit. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love my children, but I also love, 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 love their educators at daycare. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. And I think that is so important. It's totally fine to just love them so much, but it's also nice to have a little break sometimes, I imagine. So that is awesome. So Stacey, this is going to be the end of the first part of our interview. And our second part of our interview will be aired next week. And we're going to really dive deep into all about how to enter and the benefits of entering business awards. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And I look forward to talking to you in a minute, but I look forward to listening, sharing with our listeners that episode when it airs next week as well. Thank you so much, Claire. You're a doll. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.